It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Daily Thunder. Today, I want to talk to you about being fearless in the face of uncertainty. It's kind of ironic that I would pick a topic like this because for a lot of my life, I really, really struggled with fear. And I know a lot of Christians, especially a lot of Christian women, can relate to that. God walked me through a process in my life where I went to the truth of the Word of God, and I was completely set free from that bondage of fear. But as we head into 2021, so much, so much of what's going on in the world is making us feel uncertain, unstable, kind of overwhelmed. And I'm definitely right there with you. I've had my moments where I've just looked around at what's happening in the world and just felt so helpless and so out of control. And that bait for fear has come back a number of times. And so God has brought me back to some really core truths from his word that have been a lifeline to me in this season. And really, these are principles that I've applied in different seasons of my life whenever I feel like that temptation towards fear is coming at me. So I wanted to start out with with sharing with you a very powerful quote from the book Evidence Not Seen. It's the story of Darlene Dibler, who was a young American missionary who was taken captive by the Japanese during the Second World War. Her story is astounding. And the grace that was on her life when she walked through these things, because she kept her eyes on Jesus, is just really it's so encouraging to read about, especially when we're going through hard times. And this was a quote that she expressed in her book that has really encouraged me time and time again when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed by circumstances. She said, I discovered that when I took my eyes off the circumstances that were overwhelming me, over which I had no control and looked up, my Lord was there. Deep in my heart, he whispered, I'm here. Even when you don't see me, I'm here. Never for a moment are you out of my sight? And I would say nearly all of us in today's world are facing those circumstances over which we have no control. Circumstances that feel like they're threatening to overwhelm us, suffocate us, even crush us. But if we have Jesus, we're never without hope and never for a moment are we out of his sight. I find that so comforting and so encouraging. I have found that the first key to fearless living is to take our eyes off the circumstances that are overwhelming us over which we have no control, and to look up, to fix our eyes on Jesus. And as we fix our eyes on Jesus, we will find everything we need to stand strong, even though, as it says in Scripture, the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. So the most extreme things that can happen might come against us, but if our eyes are on Jesus, we can be fearless in the face of uncertainty. We can be fearless no matter what comes against us. Now, to make this shift of, shift of focus a little more practical, I want to share a few spiritual keys to staying strong and immovable in Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed upon him, even in those times when it feels like the world around us is crumbling, is falling apart. A lot of the things that we've always counted on in our lives as Americans it feels like it's unstable. It feels like it's crumbling. But here are ways that we can keep our eyes on the solid rock of truth, the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And the first one is to remember his faithfulness. So in the book of Joshua, after God miraculously parted the waters of the Jordan River so the Israelites could go across, 
he told Joshua to build a pile of memorial stones so that future generations would always remember his faithfulness. And it says, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. I love that scripture because it shows that when we take time to remember the awesome power and faithfulness of our God, we are going to be far less prone to being fearful, being overwhelmed, and just feeling paralyzed by what's happening all around us. Remembering the faithfulness of our God. And in a time like this, that's kind of like the last thing we feel like doing. We want to look at the circumstances and stress out about them. But God says, look back and remember all of the times I've showed myself faithful to you. So we can rest in the unchanging reality that our King, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can stand upon the promise that just as he was faithful then, he's going to be faithful now. So here are some great ways to put that principle into practice. Some people I know have built their own pile of stones, literally little rocks. And anytime God displays his faithfulness in their lives, they write uh, a memorial on these little rocks and make a whole collection. It's something you can do. You can write specific scriptures or specific answers to prayer on those little stones. Whenever you're facing an impossible situation, you can look at those stones, remember those answered prayers, and call to mind all of the ways that he has shown himself faithful to you. Another thing you can do is just keep a notebook or a written record of all the ways that God has answered your prayers and demonstrated his faithfulness to you. And that's something I love to do. I love looking back at my journal over the last 5, 10, 15 years and seeing prayer after prayer that has been answered. Of course, they didn't all get answered right away, but to see years later how faithful God was in those dark times in my life. As you remember how faithful God has been to you in the past, you'll be reminded that he'll be faithful to you again. That is who he is. So just taking the time, if you're really struggling with fear, just taking the time to list out all the ways that God has shown himself faithful in your life is such a faith booster for whatever you might be going through right now. Study the faithfulness of God in scripture and memorize verses about his faithfulness. Here are just a few of my favorites. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. I love that. It's so descriptive of God's faithfulness. And here's another one. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. His faithfulness will never fail. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So even though our challenges that we're facing today might be different from anything we faced in the past, we can remember that our mighty and our faithful God never changes. And I find that so encouraging in times when I'm tempted towards fear. Another thing that you can do to be fearless in the face of uncertainty is to be inspired by stories of men and women who have walked through difficult times and seen the faithfulness of God. So in Hebrews 11, we see an amazing and inspiring picture of God's heroes of the faith. Here's a portion of that chapter. Who through faith, they subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And of course, the list goes on and on. 
Now, for me, it's easy to look at these kind of mighty men and women as superhero believers who have this unusual ability to be courageous under fire. But I love what James says about this. He's talking about Elijah, who, of course, was a great man of God. And he says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. So I love that because it is basically saying the same the same quote that I read from a man named Goldburn, where he said, the greatest Old or New Testament saints that ever lived are on a level that is quite within our reach. The same spiritual power that enabled these men and women to become our spiritual heroes is also available to us, which is so amazing and so encouraging. Gladys Aylward, when she was getting ready to go to China, one of the stories that God challenged her with was the story of Nehemiah, who faced these impossible odds and just plowed forward with what God had called him to do. But she was struggling with her own fears and doubts. And she said to God one day, but I'm not Nehemiah. But then God spoke to her and said, but surely I am still God. I am the God of Nehemiah and I'm your God. And that is what gave her the courage to go into the unknown and the uncertain territory that she was heading into. So here's the key truth. During times of crisis, we can find tremendous strength and heavenly inspiration by studying the journeys of the spiritual heroes who have gone before us, not because there's anything special about those people themselves, but because their lives so powerfully demonstrate what is possible when an ordinary person commits himself entirely to God. So studying the lives of godly men and women who triumphantly face these incredible difficulties reminds us that the same God who strengthened them can also strengthen us. So I would encourage you to take some time to read about the mighty men and women of faith in Hebrews 11 and about Nehemiah's quest to be to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem and about Moses and Joshua and Gideon and David and the martyr Stephen in the book of Acts and the apostles who faced incredible persecution as they spread the gospel around the world. And as you study those lives, remember the same spiritual power that enabled them to do those mighty exploits for God is also available to you and me if we will ask God for it. Now you can take this even further by diving into some amazing biographies that have been written about Christians throughout the ages who were completely devoted to Jesus Christ. Nearly all of the believers who have really made an impact on this world went through times of incredible difficulty and testing and suffering, and they came out the other end strong and victorious because they relied on the enabling grace and the faithfulness of God. And so reading those inspiring stories can give you such an important reminder of that overcoming power that is available to each one of us who are in Christ. So some of my favorites are The Hiding Place, Tramp for the Lord by Corey Ten Boom, Evidence Not Seen by Darlene Dibler. I've already mentioned that one. If I Perish by Esther On Kim is incredible. It's about a young woman who stood for Christ in Korea and suffered in prison because of it. Or The Pastor's Wife, which is was written by Sabina Wormbrandt, who's the wife of Richard Wormbrandt. Again, incredible suffering because of standing for Christ. God's Smuggler by Brother Andrew is very inspiring. A Chance to Die, which is the life and legacy of Amy Carmichael. Gladys Aylward, The Small Woman. I've already alluded to her story. It's absolutely incredible. And then there's Oswald Chambers, Abandoned to God. His story is, you know, most of us just know him for his devotional, but his story is really amazing. And there are so many others. Those are just a few that I wanted to highlight. But be inspired by men and women who have really relied on the faithfulness of God in difficult times and how God has proven himself faithful to them. 
Now, the third way to remain fearless in the face of uncertainty is to do spiritual math, to do the math. Now, I hate math, but I love spiritual math. One of the most powerful, the most impacting and powerful stories in scripture is in 2 Kings when Elisha and his servant were surrounded on all sides by the Syrian Syrian army. Now, that army intended to capture Elisha and probably his servant too and take him to an enemy king who really just wanted to destroy him. That seems like a pretty hopeless and helpless situation, this huge army coming against two unarmed men. I mean, what are you going to do? And Elisha's servant did what most of us would probably do in that situation. He began to panic. It says, when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? But Elisha didn't panic even for a second, and that was because he was seeing God's bigger picture. He stood upon this reality that says, if God is for us, who can stand against us? He had done some heavenly calculating, and he knew he was on the winning side, no matter what forces were trying to destroy him. So he gave his servant a short but powerful spiritual math lesson. He said, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And that doesn't look like reality, but that's what Elisha saw. And then he prayed and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now, this is not just a principle that applies to an Old Testament prophet. It's a principle that we as believers in Jesus can build our lives upon. Those who are with us are greater than those who are with them. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. If God is for us, who can stand against us? Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be cast into the depths of the sea. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. This is our heritage in Jesus Christ. This is our reality. So when fear, hopelessness, and, and impossibility stare us in the faith, face, we need to do that heavenly math and recognize that we are on the winning side. When Corey Ten Boom used to speak around the world, she would often point out that when Satan fell from heaven, he only took a third of the angels with him, meaning that angels outnumber demons by a significant margin. Satan may boast loudly about his power, but the power of God is infinitely greater. So if we simply do that math and read the end of the story, we're going to realize that we have no reason to despair. God is for us and God always wins. And this is the end of the story. As I live, said the, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. That is the end of the story. We are on the winning side. So what more do we need to know? I love those truths from scripture. And then another way to remain fearless in the faith, face of uncertainty is to discover the power of worship and prayer. So in the Psalms, David often wrote about extreme persecution and suffering that he was going through. And then in the very next line, he would pour out heartfelt worship to God, which I always found really ironic, but there is something so powerful about turning our greatest needs into a time of worship and praise towards God. Worship reminds us of God's sovereignty, his faithfulness, his mercy, and his love. It takes our eyes off the natural realm and it helps us see from a heavenly perspective. So during times of struggle, the temptation is always to turn inward and focus on our own difficulties. And I struggle with that a lot. But when we deliberately choose to turn upward and fix our eyes upon Jesus, 
we will find the kind of strength and peace and joy that can only come from him. So think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the hour of his greatest struggle, he could have just chosen to focus on himself and his fear, his agony, whatever he was battling at the time. But he, he chose to pour out his heart to his father and find the strength that he needed in the presence of God. The Bible says of Jesus this, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. I love that. Being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Now, is that what you and I do when we're in agony? Do we pour out our hearts to our loving Father just like Jesus did? Though it doesn't always feel natural to turn upward in the midst of our struggles, but Jesus set a beautiful example for where our soul's gaze should focus during the times of our greatest need. Stephen in the book of Acts is another great example of this principle. So an angry mob is surrounding him with hatred and murder, and they're picking up these stones to brutally kill him. But Stephen just fixed his gaze upward. Instead of seeing the evil around him, he saw the breathtaking majesty of Jesus who was standing at the right hand of the Father. Stephen's focus was so much on the eternal that God's word says his face was like the face of an angel. So though it may feel counterintuitive, Take time to worship and praise and adore your king during the times of greatest struggle. Worship and prayer pulls your focus away from the temporal and fixes your gaze upon the eternal. Worship and prayer gives us heavenly perspective. It reminds us what a mighty, faithful, loving, merciful, and righteous God we serve. So here's a few practical ideas, a few practical ways you can put this into practice. Take time to read through so many of those Psalms in which David expresses the difficulty that he is going through followed by heartfelt prayer and worship to God and make those prayers your own. Or look through the old classic hymns that proclaim heaven's reality with such depth and beauty and then turn those words into these personal heartfelt prayers. Or get outside and focus on the majesty of God's handiwork and let it lead you into a time of praise and thanks for all his goodness to you. Another idea is to go to ellerslie.com and watch the short film He Is. This is something I love to do from time to time because it goes through all the names and attributes of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation and it's incredibly worshipful meditation. As you turn your gaze upward, you will become truly radiant with the strength and the joy of the Lord, both inwardly and outwardly, as it says in Psalm 34, 5. So in summary, many of us are currently walking through a time of great struggle and pain and fear and uncertainty. But let's always remember that never for a moment are we out of his sight. The one who created the heavens and the earth knows the number of hairs on our head and catches our tears in his bottle, as it says in the Psalms, which is beautiful. Jesus said he will not leave us as orphans. And he also said that he will make all things beautiful in his time. So in today's unstable word, world, let's choose to live according to heaven's reality and remember who the real victor is, Jesus Christ. We have every reason to rejoice. As we close today, I wanted to give you a media piece that just encourages you to plug into our Ellerslie online program, which is a great way to become even more grounded in these truths for the times in which we live. Have a great week. God bless. This Ellerslie online training is pithy, powerful and rich. It takes all this great material from our five-week training. And even though it's simplified in its version, in other words, when you're out here, you're getting like five hours a day, whereas you're maybe going to get 30 to 45 minutes a day in our online training. It's something accessible that very few people outside of this would have access to this type of training. So if this is something that is moving you, take advantage of the Ellerslie Online Special Edition.
Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.